Hello and welcome to Growing Through Dance, the podcast for everyone who is interested in watching or taking part in dance and exploring how dance interacts with life. Thank you for joining me on part two of the interview with the inspirational Raymond Chai. Today we will hear how he made the leap from ballet dancer to musical theatre performer. Raymond also discusses what skills a career in dance has given him, his thoughts on the value of dance during Covid and his advice to would-be dancers. When I first met you, a conversation came up that you had been working in Germany. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how, how did we jump to there? How okay. did that happen? It's always a drama with me. <laughs> <laughs> After Kiss Me Kate, the, the casting was always happening. And also when I knew more about it, I thought, you know, that suits me. And I want to do it. Because for a dancer, and especially a ballet dancer doing a non-ballet thing, that's it. You know, yeah. it uses all your ballet technique and, and especially the role of Mistopheles, which I was really wanting, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I thought that's it. So I, I, I would be going for audition for cats. Every time they have an audition, I'll go for it, you know? And so they, they know me well enough there. And finally, I think after seven auditions, three years. Wow. Yeah. Perseverance. Um, although I must say, although I must say, although Cats is one show that's really right for me because I was searching for cats. And then, um, anyway, I got the London one, but at that time I was still a foreigner in the sense that I don't have work permits. So they, long story short, they didn't get the working papers in time for me to do the London production. Uh-huh. And I was actually quite upset at that time. But anyway, they told me, they said, they said there's a production in, in Germany. Um, why don't you do that for six months? When you come back, then, it, then there'll be more time for us to work on things. So um, I went and that's how I ended up in Germany. So uh, they, I've auditioned for them already. So they said, then they called up one day out of the blue, they say, you know, we've got a contract, would you like to come? And, and it just worked out that London did not work out because of the working papers. Yeah. So I thought, okay, go. So I went literally for six months. I mean, I, I was so adamant that I'm not going to stay long because it was going to be for a year, a year and 14 months, because the German company do not, they count your rehearsal period as part yes, of your contract. Yeah. So, so, so it's like two months of rehearsal period, which is part contract, then a year of performing. So it's 14 months. And I know I was, and, and, and it's after six months, you can get a get out. And I was so adamant, I wanted four months. I said, no, I want four months. After four months, I want to be able to get out because I want to come back to England. Yeah. But um, I, was in, I ended up in Germany for, for 10 years. And during that 10 years, I never came back to wow. London. I never came back, I never came back to London. Uh, I only came back once to, to, to you know, change the flight. Um, so that's how I ended up in Germany. I did Cats in Hamburg. And, um, and then I, I, I went to do it in Zurich, the Zurich production. And when that closed, um, they went on tour. And actually, I came back to Hamburg. But then they called me back to go back on the tour. So I went back on the tour and we toured for, I toured for a year around Europe, the European tour. Um, and then I got me Saigon in Stuttgart. So, yeah. Um, I mean, oh, oh, sorry, you were asking something about the dancer thing, about yeah, just being a dancer. Just from the point of view that, um, you know, as a dancer, you've made the, um, you know, you've gone into musical theatre, you as you told us, you did something about your voice. You had some lucky breaks, but you've still got to be good to do it in the first mm-hmm. place. So the kind of attributes that a dancer has, many dancers are very strong people. Mentally, 
Absolutely. Well Absolutely. Obviously. Yeah, we have to um, be. Yeah. And and did you find that that was a real help with with this going into the musical theatre side of things? Because it is very different from just being a ballet dancer. Yes. I, I, yes. I, I use the word just very lightly. <laughs> no, but but even even when you're just being a ballet dancer, I mean the dancers training. Okay, so the dancers training or a ballet training gets you to the ballet company so you can, you can say like it prepares you. But first thing it really prepares you, I wrote it down here, is the tenacity. Yes. Firstly, is the perseverance. You keep auditioning, auditioning, you know, with all the, but the rejections that you get, you know that, you know. <laughs> you must have gone through it. <laughs> you, uh, even if it's a daughter going through it, but you will go through it with her. Mm. You know, the rejection, blah, blah, blah. And um, so that, the, the training, and, and for me, um, might be old school now, people, but the actual training of a dancer, that, that, that the training, my, my craft, yes. that stood me in such good. And you know what it stood me? It stood me going to a show like Miss Saigon where it's a singer's show. Yes. Do you know? So, mm. I mean, okay, going to musical theatre, well, Cats uses the ballet technique because of Julia Lin, right? So they, she wants ballet, strong ballet dancers. And then because I was a ballet dancer, um, I, I could do Mistopheles, so that, that got me to that role. But, um, but, but, but my first musical was Kiss Me Cake, so that wasn't balletic, that was more musical theatre. Yes. But again, it, it, even at that time, but that, I must say that has a little bit to do with me as well, but well, my training is a dancer, so it gives me that strong base, that technique that I can, in a way, do whatever I want, because I have the technique. But my openness allowed me to do a bit of jazzy here, musical yes. theatre. I, I didn't do it in a ballet sort of way, if you know what yeah. I mean. Do you know, I was able to do oh. to jazz hands it mm. if I need to. That, that's something that I think I have, that's something that I am. I, I'm not afraid. I, I, I can copy very well, let's put it this way. <laughs> you know, so I, I never went for jazz training or anything contemporary once a week, because it was a ballet school. Yes. Do you know, we all hated mm -hmm. it. Um, so, I wasn't trained that way. But for me, what actually makes it easier for me than my friends is that I could look like cats, which is kind of quite jazzy and all that kind of stuff going. For me, was I could just, I could just, tend, it, it just, you know, with the MA thing, the embodied, um, embodied uh, knowledge, I could use the knowledge that's embodied in me to go there, to, to be musical theater. And, you know, so, um, and not look like a ballet dancer trying to do jazz kind of thing. Mm. So, but 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 the the thing that I think stood me in such good state is that I had that very strong ballet training. That's why for me, when I teach, I say, doesn't mean that you can be a ballet dancer. It just means that you do the best you can. So, yeah. but but I had the strong ballet training because I was trained to be a ballet dancer, and that was that. So you know what? I could turn. It's just I used to turn up. I used to turn, turn out. Now in jazz, I need to turn in. Yeah. For me, that was it. Yeah. You know, I need to maybe um, shimmy my hips, shimmy my shoulders. In ballet, I don't. So for me, it was just that. It was just that. There wasn't, for me, there was not even like, I have to do jazz now. I need to get into the jazz mode or that. It was just so, yeah. But it was, for me, was definitely a training. And when I went to audition for Miss Saigon, of course, the voice helped and everything. But I know... They took me on because as a dancer, and you know that, because for Miss Saigon, I actually got in as a swing, oh. <laughs> you know, 
and 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 I and I and I, and I covered twelve roles in this cycle. Wow. Yeah, that, that takes a very special brain. I Thank you. You know exactly. You know, <laughs> and because as a dancer, um, you are so used to quick changing, yeah. changing this and yeah. changing that, and doing all that. Another skill. So <laughs> it's a skill. It's a skill, and and I cannot uh, emphasize enough how the the dancers training. And with my knowledge, no disrespect to the other art forms, actors are not trained that way, singers no. are not trained that way, but a dancer is. Yes. You know, you, 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 you know that you can say, like, okay, so-and-so is, so -so is off today. So instead of five people, you only get four. So each one of you will have to do one count later to get, you know, and for you, you just process it. Yes. You just go away and process it. Okay, so there's one person missing. So I have to step further, step less, you know, step the gap bigger to mm -hmm. fill up the space, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, and for me, just from the dancers' training, I cannot emphasize that enough. It's, it's really initiative, can. isn't it? So it's initiative to use the improvisation skills yeah. you've developed yeah. yeah yeah and also i think nowadays it's easier now because it's more dancers or dancers are more open because even at that time you know i was training in the 70s late 70s and ballet dancing late 80s we we improvise yeah. we we're artistic it's just that we would not either make realize make to realize that that's what we're doing and that's that's why i say dancers i know i'm I'm partial to it, but dancers are so adaptable. We have to be. And so many dancers who went on to the acting, like you, you're one of your students, became an actor and everything, you know, and they're aware. Being a dancer, you could tell that the spatial awareness they have, the way they hold their bodies, it's, it's very special. So very I, special, yeah. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. Something in this, this um, particular COVID age, we all need as well, yes. special awareness. <laughs> Thank you. And, and you know what? That's what I was saying to people. I'm like, it's not difficult for dancers, actually, to, yeah. to social distance because we always... We're used to it. Yeah, used absolutely. to. Absolutely. You know? I yeah. right back at the beginning of the lockdown, there was a, a lovely meme going around saying, you know, if, if dancers were responsible for social distancing, there would be no problem whatsoever. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've, you've done quite a, a, a long time, really, performing. Did you decide to um, make a break into teaching or did that sort of happen as well? No. It's been quite well, organic your, your whole career. It, it happened organically. I've always liked to teach. Actually, when I was 19, so even before I started in Portugal, or, or maybe I might have started, you know, done a few months there, but when I was 19 anyway, someone in Malaysia actually offered build a building or convert a building into a like a dance center and have me go back to teach i mean i was 19 and i was oh, like um, i want to dance you know so i think teaching and my mom my mom was a teacher anyway so i think got that from her teaching was something you know that i i i like directing i'm quite bossy that way you know so it's something that i like to do and i kind of i had the chance when i was doing cats because phantom of the opera was opening across the town in Hamburg. And being German and being rich companies, because at that time, when you do musical theater, you don't get daily cars or anything like that. You don't. But with Phantom, because Phantom have ballet dancers, and they might have asked for it. So they, they have ballet classes every day, basically. So I've just finished Cats, and a friend of mine was a dance captain at Phantom, who went to school with So I told her, I said, oh, if you want teachers, I'll be very happy. So she called me in, and that's how I started teaching and for me, the great learning thing, or I'm really thankful, is that I was my first teaching 
professionally and to professionals was to non-ballet dancers. So we had yeah. singers, we had musical dancers who are dancers, but ballet is not their main thing. So for me, already without knowing, I was learning how to teach ballet, not pedantically, yeah. like to a ballet dancer. But also you were learning how to teach people who, who didn't have that core history. It's Thank very you, yes. easy yeah. to teach yeah. people with a core history. Yes, yes, um, because they know it. They know yeah. this is what they, they know to do. They know where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got to yeah. start. Exactly, exactly, yeah. um, no, exactly. And having spent you know? 17 years teaching a performing arts course, I do yeah. understand yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, and even to maybe to some, I mean, they were professionals already, so they're a little bit, well, but for people who either don't really want to do a ballet class or don't really think that the ballet class is that important, you know, which actually again helped me when I started teaching in contemporary dance schools or non-ballet mm. schools, you know, um, to, to how to maybe, I mean, jumping forward when I start, when I have to teach contemporary dancers or dancers who are not predominantly wanting a career in ballet, how to actually hold their attention, how to motivate them, because for them, you know, turning out, I mean, yeah, you turn out, but, but not to the level that, you know, you want them to or that kind of thing. And so for them, it's like, why do you need to do this? I would never do that on stage anyway. But how to motivate them and to let them know, you know, it's not about doing that, but doing that allows you to get there. You know, all these things I was learning without knowing. Yes. Yeah. So that's how I got into teaching. And then when I did Miss Saigon, even for the singers, they wanted to give dance, you know, a dance warm up and a vocal warm up. So, and I was already in house, so they, I gave the class. So that's, mm. and then from there, what do I want to do? Kind of thing. Ballet has always still been my heart, my love, my passion, choreography, blah blah blah. So I thought, mm, I think I want to go back to ballet. So I actually got a job as a ballet master in um, the, one of the opera houses in Karlsruhe. Oh. So I got a job. So I, and I actually thought that would be back to ballet and I would stay in Germany, you know, yeah. for the foreseeable future. And, but then, sorry, jumping up, then um, the King and I happened in London, 2000. There was a 2000 year at Palladium. And there was a whole lot of us from Saigon to audition because they wanted Asian, Asian in the show. I, I actually did not go because I didn't want to do another musical and I wanted to do ballet, go back to ballet. Blah, blah, blah. But uh, one of my friends who got the job um, he turned it down. He didn't want to leave Germany. And I heard about that. And that role is an actor role. And I thought I could go for that role because it's not going to be a dancer yeah. or just a dancer. You know, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be an actor. And I, so I went, but I had to fight for that one because I called up and I said, I hear that you're casting people for that role. I want to be seen. They said, okay, send us your CV, blah, blah, blah. I sent them my CV. And of course, it was all dance. And they got so excited. They were like, oh my God, you can dance. You know, well, why did you come and audition? But I said, no, I, 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 you know, this is quite clear. I, I will only want to be up for that, that role. I don't want to be ensemble. I don't mm. want to be a dancer. I don't want to be, um, I want to be considered only for that role. And they flew me here. <laughs> You know Lalubavich, of course. He was the he was the choreographer. It was Jerome Robbins, the choreography, and then Lalubavich was giving the new choreography. So I flew in here. They saw me read the part, filmed me, and they were going to send it to the director. The director wasn't here, and I would, and then very sly of them, they were like, "Because um, we know you could dance, why don't you just do an audition for Love?" And I say, "No, thank you very much, because I really am not interested." 
if I'm going to be dancing. I just want to go for this role, you know, because I was thinking like to maybe finish my performing career, I want to finish with an acting role because in Saigon I was acting. So they, and then I said, I said, oh, I can't do it anyway because tomorrow I'm flying off at 11 o'clock. My flight is at 11 o'clock or 12, you know, so I had to go back because I was a ballet master in the opera house in Germany and there was a performance that night actually. So I said, I can't do it anyway. And then late that night, they called me and they said, well, Lars is willing to see you privately at 8 o'clock in the morning at Pineapple. Oh, they <laughs> well, you can't turn Lars Lubavitch down, <laughs> you know, I mean, you shouldn't anyway. Yeah. So I, I was like, you know, I'm not interested in this role. They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, I'll do it, but I'm not interested in it. I, I just want to be considered for that role. Yeah. Know? So they said, yeah, but just dance anyway. It's okay, because Lars wants to see you. So I, I danced for Lars an hour by myself, flew back to Germany, did my thing, and blah, blah, blah. And then I, just, then I kept calling and say, like, you know, what's happening? They said, like, we haven't made a decision. Then I thought I never, I didn't get it, blah, blah, blah. And then again, out of the blue, and can you come in two days' time? I was like, well, we want to offer you the role, but we also want you to dance. So I just, They're not taking just, down for an answer, are they? You know, and I said, okay, I'll take it, but you'll have to dance, you better pay me that much. But, but then I thought, well, it got me back to London. You know, it's gonna, this is going to get me back to London. This yeah. after 10 years, yeah. you know, of not coming back. I was in Germany and I thought, well, maybe this will get me back. Because I've always considered London home or Britain, you know, UK home. And I thought, well, maybe this is the way now to come back, come back to London, you know. Mm. And if it doesn't work out, I leave. You know, I, I finish the job and I go back to Germany. I came back and then the show finished. Again, dance works again. Actually, I was teaching dance works actually. came out and I saw the old musical director of mine and I said, oh, hi, how are you doing? What are you doing here? They said, oh, we're cussing. Anything goes at the national. Isn't there two Asian characters there? At that point, <laughs> I'll play my age. And I mean, I'll play my, my, my people. I don't care, <laughs> you know. Yeah. We were like, yeah, they're actually, they're casting for that. And because also Trevor Nunn, was a director yeah. and I know he, he directed Cats and I, thought, and I thought oh okay and I'll go for that so I went for that and that again after auditioning they don't tell you anything for three weeks and then on the Friday they say we want to offer you a job but can you start on Monday yeah. <laughs> so that's how yeah amazing yeah. oh right yeah. that's yeah. really interesting how this has all come about you just you decided to take a degree we're only going to touch briefly on today, but uh, you decided to do a degree at Middlesex. From there, you've obviously been teaching, as, as you've told us, in and around London and, and also in Europe itself. What I wanted to just briefly touch on before we finish, because we, I'm sure there's loads more, and I'm going to ask you to come back another time and talk about some other things as well, and particularly from the, the male perspective of all this. As you have gone into your career, you've, you've likely diversified in your roles. And I'm just wondering, with people who perhaps danced as children and haven't been quite successful as you've been, um, or maybe with somehow find that they're, they're struggling a bit, what would be your advice shown us through your, your lovely memoirs and reminiscing that you've got a skills? We can see that you've had to develop lots of, of um, mental skills as well as physical skills. But, you know, what, what sort of advice would you give about dancing? So say you 
let me be more specific about this. Let's say you've got somebody you know who's got a young child who is saying they want to dance and the parents knows nothing about dance. What would you say to them about going into doing dance? Well, if it's in that case, it's easier. If it's in that case, um, it's a young child and he or she just wants to dance, parents know nothing about it, let them do it. I mean, now you have so many programs. I mean, even they, they get there because they might be funded. Well, I don't know about post-COVID now, but yeah. usually, you know, they get grants. So um, if not, just let them go and do their weekly lessons. Just, just, just let them go. Because my sister, my parents actually let her do it. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. she has to fight for it, you know. But after two years, she says she doesn't want to do it anymore. They, they, they will tell you, uh, I don't want to do this anymore, you know. So, and then you, you know, they don't, or they might say, I want to do this. So I think if the child wants to do it, if obviously, you know, do we practical finances allowed, opportunities allowed, you know, let them do it. Those boys as well, actually, I shouldn't even say how to just girls, but boys, go to, let them go to a ballet class, you know, find a good teacher. But now also, you don't even just, you, you know, they, you, they can just go creative classes, hip hop classes, you know. I would always say do the ballet because that's the basis. I still believe that. It doesn't mean that, you know, from ballet you can do hip hop, but, but for most of the codified technique, ballet is the basis. It, 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 but the ballet training also actually gives you that kind of, you know, awareness of the body. Other styles too, but ballet is so specific that, you know, you know, your right leg, you go to the front three times and left leg, go to, so, and let them do it. You know, the, the ones that really want to carry on well, and the ones who don't, I mean, nowadays children will tell you, they'll say, I don't want to do this, <laughs> you yeah, know. Absolutely, um, absolutely. We, we also touched very slightly right at the beginning about using dance within education generally and do you feel it ought to be part of the of the national curriculum do you think yes. it should be yeah. any particular in a word part? yes i say that very loudly <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, um yes 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 mm-hmm. i mean each i mean look we just I know we would jokingly say, you know, dancers with COVID thing, you know, we, we you know, you have to worry. If you do dance or when one does dance, and this is not being, um, you know, kind of we are special people kind of thing, because dance is in a way, in a way so special. Miss singing as well, acting as well. I would, you know, most of these performances are special in their own ways, but dance is so specific, let's say. We, we don't have to think about, oh, they're going to be professional dancers kind of thing. It's just the training of dance. I mean, firstly, exercise. It's an exercise. The endorphins comes up, you know, it's an exercise. And nowadays we talk about obesity, you know, you know, the, the, the fact of, of, and dance is a fun exercise because you put the music on. And now you do ballet class to, you know, Beyonce music, you do fondues to all these things, you know. So, you know, I come from ballet, I know. So let's say you get a, one or two of them who wants to go um, to train seriously. But let's say, they've gone past the, the training age. So yeah. they, they, you know, for ballet, you know. For ballet, but there's yeah. other areas, but it's the ones I know most about. I can only choose ballet, yeah? So I, I, I'm more in-depth with it. But, but there's so many, you know, and, and, and what the children will come out of it. It, it trains the mind. It, I mean, apart from all this building leadership, building this together, teamwork, all that kind of thing, sense of community, is that we cannot keep and we should not keep dance to one class, one group, one specific group. We just need to open it up.
Mm. Just open and it. Dance up. is for everybody. It's, it is for mm. everybody. Yeah. yeah. It is for everybody. And then maybe out of the one, and now this is the harsh truth, maybe out of the one, you get out of a hundred in the school or 200, you might just get one mm. who you think as a possibility to do either be ballet or be contemporary or something, you know, then, 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 then a different conversation will happen. Then you have to see whether the child wants it, how about interest, then obviously you have to sort the attributes, blah, 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 blah. But at that age, sometimes you don't know, they can develop it later on, you know, so, so, but in the, in the, in the first instance, everybody, 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 and, you know, we talk about children, but it, it would go for adults as well, you know, it, 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 but the mental health, that dancing, because I've given some Zoom ballet, yes. not some, I'm giving Zoom ballet. The people, and I'm not talking about professional dancers. Actually, professional dancers are one that find that, oh, we, we don't have space, you know, but sort of ordinary people, not professional dancers, to say how it has helped, mm. got them through this. I was, because I'm, <laughs> I'm jaded. I was a dancer, you know, I'm like, you know, why do you do it in your sitting room? You want to do it? Okay, let's do it. We'll have fun. Kind of. It was just up for that, you know, you pay me five pounds and that's it, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, I got it from another person telling me that so-and-so, the Saturday afternoon ballet, is not just a Saturday afternoon ballet class. It's not a ritual, but it's a thing for her that Saturday afternoon. And mm. for a lot of people, the, the fact that they could, I, I really, I really genuinely, and it really humbles me to be corny about it. It really humbles me when people write back and say, you have no idea, thank you so much. People are thanking me. I'm like, but you pay me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you pay me. Nice you're getting me through this. But they're thanking me. Oh, thank you, Raymond, for, for continuing these classes. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I just need to put it Zoom, put it there. I make exercises. I've got the space. That's what I do. Mm. You know, they are the ones who have to work and, and navigate between the fridge and the sink and everything, you know. But it's a whole new world, isn't it? it yeah. But <laughs> what dance can do because it's got the element of music firstly you know so it's not just exercise it's got the element of music i don't want to say spiritual way but when you go a bit deeper you know mm -hmm. when even a pot of bra means something then it touches yeah. and for me during this lockdown if for one hour and 15 minutes that person can feel a little bit liberated how how incredible is that? Mm. Yes, people dying NHS, and we need to clap for them, the NHS workers. We need to acknowledge them, and we need to pay them. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? But I think somebody who, because if not, that person could have gone crazy. Yes. So sorry. Yeah. A few. A few. That's what's taught me. Interesting, isn't it? How it's um, how it's affected our lives. So this has been absolutely incredible. We have talked nonstop. Um, and no, and I'm so sorry, I have to... No, no problem at all. Absolutely incredible. So I just want to just finish up by saying thank you so much for doing You're welcome. Okay, thank you for um, allowing me to talk. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please remember to subscribe or follow the Growing Through Dance podcast. Drop me a review and share the episode on your social media. You can also follow All Things Dance on our Instagram at Growing Through Dance Pod. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Catherine Lucy.